This podcast brought to you by Hope 103.2. Now, you guys obviously just about to embark on a 16-stop tour across the nation. How are you feeling about getting back on the road? I can't tell you how excited I am because it's been about a year since we finished our last tour over in Europe. So we are all stinging to get back out there. And what does tour prep look like for you guys? Uh, look, I think you spend as much time with your family and your friends as you can because then you won't see them for a long time. And then after that, you sort of, uh, to be honest, try and get in good exercise habits because on the tour, <laughs> you need to go for a run or else you'll just, you won't cope. <laughs> no, and I think you kind of need the fitness for all the stuff you're going to be doing on stage. You want to have your cardio up, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, got to be good. Exactly. Well, I heard Bruce Springsteen does a vigorous workout every day before he goes on stage. So there you go. There you go. Copy the man himself and you'll have the longevity that he has. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, we're going to get to hear your new album, Harlequin Dream, already number one on the ARIA charts for its debut. That's a pretty great way to set off. How different is this project from your last one? Um, actually, quite different to us, I guess, on the inside. People on the outside might think it sounds the same, but for us, there was a very clear process put in place to try and make this record um, develop and grow beyond, I guess, where the last one left off. And the last one... At the very end of the recording process, we started to write a couple of older, sort of more pop-sounding songs like Part-Time Believer and Big Man, and I guess this record, we want to continue on that trajectory and really try and write a collection of older-sounding songs. What do you think the biggest development has been musically for you guys between this one and your previous? Probably, um, I think we found that being able to revisit a song was something that for our band we really need to do. A lot of bands like to record in the heat in the moment, and that's it, it's done, don't touch it. We like to record in the heat of the moment, get it all done, and then come back to it two months later and see if we can do it better. So I think that was a, probably a good learning curve that we um, sort of toyed around with this time around. Do you often rework things, or is it is it only on sort of occasion that you end up needing to come back to them? It's only on occasion. There's certain songs you'll record and you'll know as soon as it's done that it's right. There's other songs that... You've recorded it, you love it. The next day you're starting to question it and that for us is a clear sign that we might need to do it again. And how do you tell the guys around you when something does need a little bit of addressing? Because I'm sure, you know, when they're in the studio and they're feeling like they're jamming away on this awesome thing and then you're like, hey, guys, we kind of need to switch that up a little bit. How do you approach it? Well, I think you've got to put your boxing gloves on and, you know, strap up your wrists because it could be a bit of a fight, you know. But, no, look, everyone's usually on the same page. We're, we're a pretty diplomatic man and everyone's, you know, well, I guess everyone in the band, besides myself, they're all great musicians. So <laughs> we'll talk about it and, you know, if we think we can do it better, we'll set out to do it better. Oh, I love the humility. That's great. <laughs> You've also had a lot of fun with names, I think, on this record. Obviously, the name Harlequin Dream, that's, to me, a very curious title. And one of the, the first tracks we've heard of it, Three-Headed Woman. Tell us a little about sort of where the names came from, why you've chosen to be creative in that way. Look, I think this whole album, we wanted to have, like you said, the word curious. That's exactly what we sort of spoke about, something that has a bit of curiosity, a bit of mystery, and I guess a lack of a, a concrete answer with anything. So... We wanted the artwork for the cover to sort of represent a lot of the themes in the songs. And look, the three-headed woman was literally a dream that Dave had and he started dictating and writing this dream down. Not dictating, just just writing it down. And um, Harlequin Dream itself was another song that, you know, it's not as much a biographical, lyrical kind of song, but it's much more of a description, again, of curiosity and mystery. So I think there's a couple of songs that sort of played with that idea and then there's definitely a few songs like Bridges and 
and uh, Arrow Flight that are a lot more biographical, a lot more narrative-based. So, Are they the ones you, you think people should listen to first as soon as they get this album? Oh, not really, you know. I think, you know, just take whatever you feel like. If you're liking the song and then you start to, you know, delve into the lyric side of it, just whatever you're vibing, really. So you can go on a sort of choose-your-own-adventure journey. Yeah, maybe it's like one of those books when you're a kid, you know. Go to page 78 if you say yes or something, you know. Yeah, just put it on shuffle and see where it takes you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's quite cool to see you guys bringing out some new music. I, for one, big fan. Love that I've got some new songs to be able to play. But looking back on your previous one, Moonfire, a five ARIA award-winning album, when you started to lay down the tracks and the fresh ideas for this one, did you have similar expectations? Where does that set up? You know, where does that sort of put you when you look to the next project? Uh, absolutely not in terms of the expectations. We sort of, you know, Moonfire was, was awesome and, and the way that it, I guess, has some success and momentum here was absolutely amazing. And, you know, winning any amount of arias, just winning an aria is amazing in itself. So we put that off as, you know, you're, you're the new band, so to say. So you'll have a lot of extra wind in your wings and, you know, a lot of more momentum because you're a breakthrough artist. So there's a couple of things working in favour of that record. Whereas this record, we figured that we just wanted to write a record that we're proud of. And again, let's not be dictated by any kind of pressure from the outside or any kind of, you know, press or people talking about that second album syndrome. Let's just forget about it and write songs. That, like, for us, I think, at the end of the day, if you write a good record and you're writing, you know, good material, hopefully people should stick with you, you know? Yeah. I think if you let that first record get to your head and think it, it's an easy job from here on, then you're going to probably fall over. Mm. So. How hard is it for you guys as a band to really shut that kind of stuff out? Like, is it as simple as just, you know, not looking at Facebook? Although that probably isn't that simple. But, you know, do you just shut out the media or what's your process? I I would love to know exactly what we did. I think we did it somewhat subconsciously. I know a lot of us in the band didn't really listen to the radio for about a good oh, nine months or so. We had only listened to CDs and records from our parents' collections and we spent a lot of time literally delving back into older music just to look at the songwriting of it all. So there was a lot of, I don't know, blocking out, I guess, a lot of new radio stations and, and new songs and new artists and you know which was good for a period of time now I'm, I'm enjoying discovering them all all over again these new guys so yeah i think when we're recording it though to be honest for lack of a better term your head's so far up your own you know <laughs> you're just getting so focused and fixated on the job at hand that mm. you don't really have time to to think about anything else yeah so where do you draw inspiration from them obviously those those older collections but who are you listening to at the moment and what are you looking for for musical inspiration um look when we we're making the record there's obviously a lot of old artists that you know we've said quite a few times that we looked for inspiration and to be honest right now i'm absolutely obsessed with with the nationals latest record um i'm not sure if you know them but the national are a huge band they put out a new record and i think it's absolutely brilliant so i've been sort of listening to that quite a lot and a lot of the new artists coming out well obviously they're a, a sort of an established artist of course but a lot of new upcoming bands are looking to you guys i think as inspiration for songwriting and for that sort of really intimate crowd feel that you're able to develop obviously the aria thing comes into play in that as well what do you think makes for a fantastic album one that you know draws in the crowd and potentially draws in the awards as well Look, I, I think at the end of the day, honesty is always what makes 
an amazing record. I think lyrically, if there's some kind of vulnerability, that's something that, you know, it's it's an expression that you've put out there and people, I think, connect with that and relate to that. The first, like, first artist that comes to mind is obviously Vance Joy right now, who's absolutely going really, really big in this country right now in his debut. But it's, it's some amazing lyrics and amazing songs. And I think honesty is can never really be matched when you're being an artist writing music. Do you think that'll be the thing that really helps the Australian music industry in particular take off and, and just grow from strength to strength? Look, I don't think it may be the only factor. There's obviously a lot of other artists out there who are just absolutely killing it like Flume, which, you know, lyrically it's probably not as important as the groove and the beat. So it's, there's, you know, if you're in, I guess, this side of the industry where there's a lot of people writing songs and playing the instruments, then I think you can't ever remove that as a factor. But obviously there's a lot of other successful music out there that doesn't even require lyrics. Yeah. No, it's very true. Well, Killian, thank you so much for your time tonight. Really looking forward to seeing you guys on the road. For all the audiences that are going to be flocking to see you guys, what is that big thing that you're hoping they're going to take away? Oh, look, I hope they just come and and have a really enjoyable night. We, We love playing live it's our favorite thing to do and so hopefully we'll um change a few of the songs to give them something to uh to look forward to and walk home thinking about a fresh experience again thank you so much all the best on the road and we'll catch you next time great thanks very much thanks for listening start your day with life words subscribe to hope 1032's free daily email devotional at hope 1032.com.au